Today, I want to talk to you about frogs. What a great way to start a sermon. Now, just bear with me for a second. I remember in high school hearing about a science experiment that had to do with frogs and a boiling pot of water. Now, the experiment stated that if you tossed a frog into a pot of boiling water, the frog would immediately feel the immense heat from the water and jump out due to discomfort. But if you were to take the same frog and put it in a pot of cool water and slowly start to increase the heat, the frog would stay in the water and be boiled alive. This is because the change of heat was so gradual that the frog wouldn't even notice the temperature increasing before it was too late. Now, other than the fact that this experiment just sounds like sadistic torture to animals, there was another problem. This is actually a myth. Truth is, no matter how slowly you heat up the water, the frog will always jump out, usually at around 25 degrees Celsius. Now, with that in mind, it seems that frogs are able to detect dangerous situations better than humans can. What do I mean? Well, today, all around the world, marriages will be broken because of unfaithful spouses. All around the world today, there are people struggling with addictions to substances like drugs and alcohol. All around the world, there are people unable to break free from the habit of pornography. How did these people end up here? No one wakes up and thinks, I feel like having an affair that will ruin my marriage today. No one wakes up and thinks, you know what would be great? If I fell into substance abuse. These life-shattering moral failures don't happen overnight. But like a frog sitting in a pot of water, people often fail to sense the heat rising. They fail to see the danger until it's too late. And maybe that's you today. Maybe you feel like it's too late. Maybe you feel stuck. Maybe you find yourself falling into temptation time and time again and you're sick of it. Maybe you feel like Paul in Romans 7 where he says, For I don't understand my own actions, for I do not do the thing that I want, but I do the very thing that I hate. I've been there. In fact, I find myself there more times than I'd like to admit. And that's what sin is like. It overpromises and underdelivers. You find yourself unable to resist, only to reap the consequences later. Now, we see this exact situation play out in the book of Proverbs. We're in a series right now looking through the book of Proverbs called Ancient Tweets. We're looking at bite-sized wisdom that we can apply to our life today. And in the passage we're about to read, a father is giving his son a warning in the form of a parable. And it's all in an effort to help the son resist what he calls the adulterous woman. Now, the adulterous woman is just a metaphor. It's a metaphor for sin and temptation in our lives. Anything that tempts us. The adulterous woman could represent a bunch of different temptations. But let's read together what it says in Proverbs chapter 7 says this, For at the window of my house I have looked through my lattice, and I have seen among the simple, I have perceived among the youths, a young man lacking sense, passing along the street near her corner, taking the road to her house in the twilight, in the evening, at the time of night and darkness. And behold, the woman comes to meet him, dressed as a prostitute, wily of heart. She is loud and wayward. Her feet do not stay at home. Now in the street, now in the market, and at every corner she lies in wait. She seizes him and kisses him, and with a bold face she says to him, I had to offer sacrifices, and today I've paid my vows, so I've come to meet you, to seek you eagerly, and I have found you. I've spread my couch with coverings, colored linens, from Egyptian linen, I've perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love till morning. Let us delight ourselves 
with love. For my husband, he is not at home. He's gone on a long journey. He took a bag of money with him and at full moon, he will come home. With much seductive speech, she persuades him. With her smooth talk, she compels him. All at once, he follows her as an ox goes to the slaughter or as a stag is caught fast till an arrow pierces its liver. As a, butt, or as a bird rushes into a snare, he does not know that it will cost him his life. And now, O oh sons, listen to me and be attentive to the words of my mouth. Let not your heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her paths. For many a victim she has laid low, and all her slain are a mighty throng. Her house is the way to Sheol, going down to the chambers of death. Okay, here we see a perfect example of a man failing to recognize the heat rising, failing to recognize the warning signs, and before long, he falls into temptation, not knowing that as the author puts it, it will cost him his life. Many of us watching today can relate to this man. We're just going throughout our day and then the adulterous woman, that thing that tempts us comes knocking. We don't want to fall into temptation, but we can't help ourselves. It's like our brain stops working for a moment. We know it's wrong. We know we shouldn't, but we just can't help ourselves. It could be anything. It could be lust, overspending, overeating, gossip, comparison, substance abuse, laziness, anger. Whatever it is for you, I want you to identify it right now. What's that thing that tempts you? What's the adulterous woman in your life? Do you have it? So what's the solution? How do we overcome temptation? How do we resist the adulterous woman? Whatever that is for you. Now, you might expect that the author of this proverb would say that in your moment of temptation, pray harder, use willpower, rely on God's spirit, but he doesn't say any of that. In fact, the solution is much simpler. We actually find it if we turn to Proverbs 5, another proverb where the father warns against the adulterous woman. We see him put it very plainly. This is our bite-sized truth to help us overcome temptation today. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 8. Keep your way far from her and do not go near the door of her house. Keep your way far from her and do not go near the door of her house. You see, we tend to look at this temptation as occurring when the adulterous woman approaches the man, when she tries to seduce him. That's when the battle starts. But that's not how the author sees it. For him, he sees the battle as beginning before the man even reaches her house. To the author of this proverb, the best way to resist the temptation is to avoid it altogether. He says, keep your way far from her. Don't go near the door of her house. Now, the author of this proverb seems to suggest that avoiding temptation is not weakness, it's wisdom. Avoiding temptation is not weakness, it's wisdom. And that's our big idea for today. Avoiding temptation is not weakness, it's wisdom. That if you want to resist temptation, the best way to do it is to just avoid it altogether. That placing yourself in tempting situations is not a display of strength, it's actually a display of stupidity. And listen, this hasn't just been proven spiritually. It's actually been proven in psychology as well. I am fascinated with the topic of habits, specifically why some people seem to have really good habits while others seem to have destructive habits. And one of my favorite books on this topic is a book called Atomic Habits by a man named James Clear. He spent years and years researching why some succeed in building good habits and why others fail. And this is what he says. 
says this. If you're overweight, a smoker, or an addict, you've been told your entire life that it's because you lack self-control or maybe even that you're a bad person. The idea that a little bit of self-discipline would solve all of our problems is deeply embedded in our culture. Recent research, however, suggests something very different. When scientists analyze people who appear to have tremendous self-control, it turns out that those individuals aren't all that different from those who are struggling. Instead, disciplined people are just better at structuring their lives in a way that does not require heroic willpower or self-control. In other words, they spend less time in tempting situations. The people with the best self-control are typically the ones who need to use it the least. It's easier to practice self-control when you don't have to use it very often. So yes, perseverance, grit, and willpower are essential to success. But the way to improve these qualities is not by wishing that you were a more disciplined person, but by creating a more disciplined environment. See, what James Clear is suggesting here is what the author of the Proverbs suggested centuries ago, that the best way to resist temptation is to avoid it altogether. Keep your way far from her. Don't go near the door of her house. And it makes sense, doesn't it? The less tempting situations you put yourself in, the less often you'll fall into temptation. And this is why some of us today need to evaluate our decisions and realize that we've been putting ourselves in too many stupid situations and then we wonder why we keep failing. And and so I wanna get really blunt here. For the person struggling with an addiction to lust, pornography, fantasizing, evaluate yourself. What movies are you watching? What are you scrolling past on Instagram? What websites are you giving yourself unfiltered access to? Think about it honestly, how close to the adulterous woman's house are you getting? Because you could eliminate a lot of temptation today by deleting your Instagram account. You could eliminate a lot of temptation today by changing the types of movies and TV shows that you watch. For the person who struggles with insecurity and comparison, evaluate yourself. What accounts are you following? What perfect person's life are you watching closely and comparing yourself to? because you could eliminate a lot of temptation today by changing the accounts that you follow, by changing what you watch on TV. For the person who struggles with substance abuse, evaluate yourself. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Are you allowing yourself to have easy access to your vices? Because listen, you could could eliminate a lot of temptation today by changing your friend group. You can choose to put into practice the principle that this proverb is teaching, that avoiding temptation is not weakness, it's wisdom. Why choose to resist temptation tomorrow when you have the power to eliminate it today? There's too much at risk for you to flirt with the line. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Nathan, what you're suggesting sounds so inconvenient. What you're suggesting involves so much sacrifice. I mean, deleting Instagram, uh, that's how I connect with other people. Not hanging out with certain people, they're they're my friends. Installing a filter on my computer, what if it blocks a website that I need to get on? That's gonna make my life so much more inconvenient. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it's inconvenient, but If it's the difference between you being stuck in destructive habits and freedom, don't you think it's worth it? 
Listen, sin always overpromises and underdelivers. Sin always leads you down a path you don't want to go. And if we want to honor God with our lives, if we want to see victory over temptation, it's going to take some sacrifice. It's going to take some drastic measures. And, that, and that's why Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, he says, if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it's better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. Now, Jesus is not suggesting that you start chopping off body parts and come to church looking like a pirate with an eye patch and a hook for a hand. What he is suggesting is that you do what it takes to eliminate sin in your life. Yes, sacrifice is inconvenient, but you have to ask yourself, what do you want more, convenience or freedom? Now, I want to make something very, very clear. This principle is not a silver bullet to solve all of your struggles with sin. The reality is that you cannot avoid all temptation in your life. I'm not suggesting that you become a monk and move out to the desert. The reality is that sometimes the adulterous woman comes and knocks on your door. You will come across temptations that are unavoidable. But choose to save your willpower and strength for the battles you can't avoid rather than wasting it on the ones that you can't. Listen, the strongest warriors don't waste their energy on battles that they don't have to fight. They save their strength for the battles that are unavoidable. And you can do the same today. So I want to challenge you today. Evaluate yourself. Are you walking down the path to the adulterous woman's house? Are you flirting with the line? Are you allowing bad influences into your life? Are you spending time alone with that coworker, but just telling yourself, oh, they're just a friend? Are you scrolling through Instagram posts after Instagram posts that make you compare and feel insecure? Are you watching TV shows and movies with risky scenes? Listen, you can't avoid all temptation. I promise you, the adulterous woman will come and find you, but you can choose to greatly reduce the amount of temptation you have to face. You can save your willpower and strength for the battles that matter most, the ones you can't avoid. Now, you might think this sounds so simple, but in practice, it's very difficult. It means sacrifice. It means inconvenience. It means recognizing the heat rising and jumping out of the pot of water before it starts to boil. It's not easy, but it's worth it. And I know that by asking God for wisdom and strength, you can take a different path. You can avoid the adulterous woman. It might be inconvenient. The path might be a longer way home, but you will see greater resistance, more victory in your life. Remember, the decisions that you make today determine the regrets that you have tomorrow. So take this principle into your week and live it out. Avoiding temptation is not weakness, it's wisdom. As we close, I want to remind you that you're not alone in this fight. Yes, we have a responsibility to be wise and avoid temptation, but God doesn't leave us to fend for ourselves. Don't choose to fight alone. And maybe you're watching and you've recognized that you've made poor decisions in life. Maybe you're not proud of the decisions that you made and you feel shame, isolation, and hopelessness. I want you to know that God loves you and he provided a way for your sin and shame to be dealt with once and for all. It came from Jesus' death on the cross. He took the punishment we deserved. And if you're watching and you want to accept the gift of forgiveness and choose to live for him, I wanna lead you in a short prayer. So if that's you today, I wanna encourage you to just pray this. You don't have to say it out loud. You can just say it in your minds, say it under your breath. But say, God, 
I've messed up. I've sinned. I've turned my own way and I've done my own thing. I don't deserve your love. I can never earn your love. But today I choose to accept this gift of forgiveness that you offer me. I choose to turn away from my sin and I choose to follow you. I know I won't be perfect, but I know that I'm a child of God. Thank you for new life. Today I give you mine. And God, for every other person watching today, I just pray, Lord, that you would give us the strength and the wisdom to take this principle into our week and live it out, that we would not flirt with the line, that we would not go near the house of that thing that tempts us, but that we would keep our path far from her and that we would live for you and exercise wisdom because we know that avoiding temptation is not weakness, it's wisdom. So God, I thank you for what you've done in our hearts today and I thank you for what you will continue to do in our lives this week and we pray this all in your name, amen. If you made a decision today to follow Jesus for the first time or if you just need to talk to a pastor for prayer and support, I would encourage you to text the number on your screen right now and a pastor will get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you have an amazing Sunday.